myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Monday night, it's the transfer show with Borough Mag. Joe, how are you, mate? Evening, all right. Yep, just me and you tonight, mate. I thought it was uh, I thought it was about time me and you just chewed the fat on a Monday night. There's a lot to take in and a lot to talk about. And um, we'll start, I guess, with uh, Botman. And um, we might as well put that photograph up that we use virtually every week. It's it's nearly it's nearly ready to be chucked in the bin and nearly ready for the for the actual original photo to come out of him wearing the strip. But yeah, Botman on Tyneside for his medical flew in in a private jet today, mate. Uh, and that's. That's again, 22-year-old centre-half, a good, solid player, sought after by AC Milan. Um, they've been priced out of the deal. Newcastle have swooped. He's happy coming. We're happy having him. It's a, it's a job well done. Let's hope he passes his medical. Absolutely, mate. I told you last week not to delete that photo, didn't I? One more yeah, week. you did. Being in the know and all that, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> what a signing. What a fantastic signing. And you know what? Um Patience and persistence, and it's paid off. Um, clearly, it's a player that we've been we, we've been after for a while. And if you're led to believe, apparently we were after him under the old regime. Um, so somebody somewhere at that football club thinks a hell of a lot of this lad. Um, and I think that we're now signing, you know, 21 year old, dare I say, relatively unproven, um, you know, centre-backs. He's had a great season last season, of course, but yet to, yet to break into the international scene. Um, and we've just spent £35 million on him, so I'm absolutely delighted. I've been saying on this show for, what, since we've been doing it, really, this is the kiddie for me. Um, and I really, really hope um, it's a real statement of intent, Steve. And, and hopefully it's not another false dawn centre-half. We've had our fair share of absolute dross, uh, centre-backs over, over the years, if you think back to some classics such as Marcelino. Um, but I don't get the sense that this lad's anything other than than than, than quality. Um, we're running proper businesses now, and proper businesses don't spend £40 million on, on, on a gamble. Um, he put that thing on Instagram today, I don't know if you've seen it, the aeroplane, you know, let's go. Um, and you just really, really start to get exciting. And I'll tell you what, you know, looking at the work that Howe's done on the defence, you know, he was all us thinking, when are we signing Mbappe? When are we signing Neymar? When are we signing Diaby and spending 500 million on a on the strike force? Hey, we've gone out and done it properly. We've started from the back. We've made some fantastic signings. And apparently for less than Manchester United, paid for that donkey Maguire, that'll do for me. Yeah, I, I, one person I was speaking to today, uh, John, a good pal of mine, he was, he, he, you know, cast a little bit of a, a doubt over this transfer and said, well, on, on the both, both left-sided defenders, i.e. Dan Byrne and, and Botman, and um, he, he posed the question to me, do you think they're looking at bringing in maybe another centre-half? I, I think we both ended up agreeing at the end of the conversation that I think Eddie Howe will probably play a three at the back. And I still think Fabian Shaw has a lot to um, lot to contribute to Newcastle United. And I think with the, the, the full-backs situation that we have, I think there's this variation there. We can play two centre-halves, we can play three at the back and wing-backs. Um, I think there'll be a, a bit of a variation. I think what we've got to remember is that Eddie Howe came in, he was stuck with the players that we had, he was stuck with the players that Steve Bruce was, was given. And... He had to make the best of a bad job and he couldn't change anything until January, which is a notorious bad window. Um, and he made um, a silk purse from a sow's ear, really, in January with some of those signings. It was absolutely brilliant and ultimately led to us staying up and quite comprehensively, um, you know, pulling off one of the greatest escapes that we've ever seen since Steve McQueen yeah. in, in those infamous films. So for me personally, I was delighted um, to, to see, you know, the Botman had, you know, moved to Newcastle. And, and I think I think another centre-half is possible. But I think they, do, they could also just rely on Shaw. I think we will see players go out. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's just that whole left-sided conundrum, I think my mate was trying to suggest, which, you know, I, I don't tend to think too deeply about those things, but he clearly had. Hmm. Interesting, Steve. It's really interesting. I think as we've been, uh, you know, as as we've been doing this show, one of the things that we talk about is not only who are we bringing in, but where are they going to play and how are we going to play. 
there's a massive part of me that thinks, yes, we favour left-sided centre-halves, right-sided centre-halves. I'd like to think that a £35 million kid with the world at his feet could kick a ball with his right foot as well. Um, but you're talking about competition as well. You're talking about the squad. You're talking about having options. And um, with the greatest of respect, you know, God bless him, we're not talking about having to rely on on Kieran Clark, for example, uh, with, with respect to him, Steve. So... Look what we've done with the goalkeepers. Look what we did with the left back. You know, we signed Target uh, a couple of weeks after after Dummett put it, put his name to a contract. All of a sudden, there's competition for places, and I mean real competition for places. And I don't think Newcastle United have had that for a long, long time, Steve. Um, I, listen, Dan Byrne has been an absolute step up um, from what we had. Fabian Scher under Eddie Howe has all of a sudden looked like a majestic Rolls-Royce centre-half, you know, the, the the player that we wished he always was. Um, and and what do you do? You go and spend £35 million and make it even better as well. Um, so, yeah, why not? We're, we still don't know about the outgoing, Steve. And if we woke up tomorrow and Clark's gone and Lascelles has gone and arguably Fernandez has gone, does he bring somebody else in? Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Um, but to think that it's Dan Byrne, uh, an on-form fit Fabian Shah, and now Sven Botman vying for two or three places, that'll do me all day long. That question there from Blue Rhythm Boy, anyone else worried that we weren't Botman's first choice? Great signing of his head's right, though. I mean, we're, we're, we're literally, you know, we're relying on the press's reporting of yeah. this. And, you know, to say that we weren't his first choice... Do we really know that Blue Rhythm Boy is, is my question back to you. Um, he hasn't come out and said that. And I think this comes down to what we've been discussing on the Amigos. Uh, you know, the the bottom line is that agents play their part. We've seen it with the Hugo Ekatia deal. If we're led to believe that that deal is off, then, you know, it could have a lot to do with the agent. But getting back to Botman, no, I'm not worried because I don't believe that we weren't his first choice. And I think... He had a simple choice, Milan or Newcastle, and he was happy to go to both. And I think if Milan yeah. had offered a better deal, um, the, the boy would have probably said, well, you know what? I'm going to go to Milan. They're a great club. They've got a great history. Um, they've offered us more money. That's where I'm going to go. But um, Newcastle are the winners. And and for us, um, he's, he's, he's decided to come to us. It's it's difficult. If, if you know if Botman had been balling Wall's end, um, then it would have been an easier choice to make. You know what I mean? But... The kid, the kids, you know, the kids, a young lad. He's a young, experienced defender. Though now he's come through the ranks, and he's, he's, you know, I'm, I'm just glad he's going to be wearing black and white. I, th I, I, I think you're right, Steve. I mean, is anybody anybody's first choice ever when it, in modern football? You know, you, you're talking about astronomical sums of money. You're talking about, um, you know, astronomical agents fees and. You know, fundamentally, this come down to one thing: who wanted him the most? Who was willing to put the cash up? And and that's what Newcastle United have done. I'm sure that we wouldn't have had to sell it. You know, I'm sure we see match of the day at the back end of last season. Um, and if you listen to Amanda Stavely, one of the one of the most telling things was I think she made a couple of comments in January, certainly one in February, that said there were players lined up to come to Newcastle. One of them was Sven Botman. So. These conversations haven't just been had over the last two or three weeks that we've been doing this show, willing him to sign. This lad's been on the book somewhere for, you know, arguably for, for, for 12 months plus, Steve. So, listen, if Amanda Stavely says that he wanted to come and now he's signed, that, that's good enough for me. I'll take that all day long. It's going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, what he says. I'm hoping and praying that he's, we're going to see him in a black and white shirt before seven o'clock. Um, and, you know, let's give the lad a chance. I'll certainly be screaming him on. And if he scores a diving edit to win the FA Cup in the 96th minute, hey, I don't care if he wanted to go to Milan or Sunderland. I'm not bothered. He plays for Newcastle now, so that'll do for me. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's another reason to be excited. You know, the transfer window is, is you know, it's in its infancy, really. And Newcastle doing their business nice and early, which is all we all we really wanted. You know, it's nice to see a few faces through the door. And, and, and it's like we said on the show before, just be patient, be patient, enjoy it. Um, you know, we will, you know, we will be bringing these players in and, and more to come, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just great. And I, and I think Eddie Howe has probably had a lot to say. He probably wants those players in, you know, just in time for pre-season for pre -season training starting at the end of uh, the end of this week. So uh, let's let's see how things, you know, pan out over the next over the next, you know, the next couple of weeks 
and and the next month. It's it's going to be interesting to see. Okay, um, let's move on to uh, one of the, the, the comments that someone's put. And somebody's talking about Rafinha. Yeah, Sutty. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of us speaking to Rafinha from Leeds. Personally, I prefer him than Diaby because he knows the Premier League. ASM and Rafinha on either wing will cause mayhem with Wilson. I find it a bit strange, really, because Leeds stayed up and I expected them to keep a hold of players such mm. as uh, Phillips and, um, you know, Rafinha. But obviously, yeah. Man City swooped with a £40 million deal and, and, you know, they've lost one of their key players. And now it looks as if Rafinha is going to go. Uh, clearly, things not right at Leeds. Um, is, that a, is that a player that Newcastle should maybe be interested in or, or, or swoop for? Or is, is Diaby the better option, Joe? Which, which one would you prefer to see in black and white? And the, the, there's two bits, isn't there? There's there's, there's two bits, Steve. You've got the, the, the first point you make about Leeds United. So I'm led to believe that, um, you know, there's money there or, you know, there's there's consortiums thinking about ploughing money into that club. Clearly, they've got strong American backing um, uh, and they've stayed up. Now, anybody else invariably would build and build and build. It'd be really interesting if they end up selling three of the best players. Um, I notice we're still linked with Jack Harrison as well, so it doesn't just stop at, at, at Phillips and Rafina. Um, would I sign him for Newcastle? Yes, I would. I think he's canny. Um, uh, I mate, a man who supports Leeds, speaks very, very highly of him. Um, is he the type of player that, that gets you on the edge of your seat? Yes, um, I've just noticed a comment about ASM there. Uh, fantastic, you know, to think that you'd have one on either side. Um, is he consistent enough? Is he an absolute world beater? The jury's still out. And if you think about the price tag and the press and the standard and the level um, that, that the Arby's playing at, Stephen, if you look at the stats on the guy, um, I think, given the choice of the two, you would always go for Diaby. However... Yes, Rafina's got Premier League experience. Yes, he can take a tackle. We see him taking many tackles. Very, very evident. You know, we're now looking at that right-hand side of the pitch. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I think I'd have the pair of them if, if I could, being greedy. I think, interestingly, as long as the right-sided player that we don't get is Richarlson from Everton, because... If it comes to Rafina or Richarlson, I think for me, I'd take Rafina all day long. So I think I said Diaby, Rafina, and then anybody else. Um, but yeah, I'd sign him. I, I mean, look, Richarlson, not for me at all. Um, the guy's temperamental. I think he causes, it looks as he's the kind of player who causes an argument in an empty room. Um, but he's been heavily linked with other, other clubs, Chelsea, Tottenham. Unbelievably chasing, chasing Richarlison and good luck to them. I mean, they're saying he'd be a great replacement for Lukaku, Chelsea. I, I just don't see that. And um, also chasing uh, Anthony Gordon as well. I mean, mm. clearly shows as well to me that Everton's got issues still. You know, players looking to abandon ship at Ellen Road and players looking to abandon ship at Goodison tells me that not everything behind the scenes is as rosy mm. as that would have you think. And those two teams could be, you know, could be back down in the relegation battle. Um, something which we hopefully won't be involved in at all this season. But uh, yeah, uh, Rickarlison, I think we both agreed 100% we would not we think, would not be interested. I think the big thing with them is, Steve, as well, is, um, you know, if you th we talked about Everton a lot throughout kind of leading up to our takeover and thinking about the absolute astronomical sums of money that that football club spent um, on some reasonable players, on some absolute flops, uh, big wages equals big, uh, big, big, Big transfer fees equal big wages. And, of course, now they've got a new stadium to find, however many hundred million for as well. So, yeah, it, 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 there might be some interesting... Um some interesting transfers and it's it's quite nice it's quite nice that it seems to be hopping up a little bit so we've been linked with more new players this week but now so is everybody else you know you hear about Raheem Sterling potentially moving on you hear about Lukaku going back to Milan um, all of a sudden business is going to start to happen and I think invariably transfer windows often go to the last week last three days um, you know leading up to the deadline this year, I wonder if people are going to want to do some business. And I think it'll just take one key move, somebody somewhere, uh, whether that's Jesus to Arsenal or, or Sterling to Chelsea or whatever. Um, and then I think the whole lot will kick off um, and we'll be right in the middle of it scrapping. So we'll see. 
that's what we've got to remember as well. Some of these big moves, um, you know, have to take place sometimes for the for the smaller mm. moves to go ahead because Absolutely. you know they, they want to recoup, they want to you know recoup some of the money that they've spent. So um, yeah, look, lots lots of business still to be done. I am sure. Paul Sutcliffe says it'll be interesting to see where the club go now after bringing Sven in with the Akatiki deal near enough dead in the water. Who will it go for up top, and will it go for Diaby to go on the right? Well, we've discussed Diaby, Paul, but the Akatiki thing again. Paper talk, mate. Remember, paper talk. It's something that, you know, we'll we, we constantly go on about. But Ekitike is not, for me, dead in the water. I don't think so. And I think Dan Ashworth, at the end of the day, is somebody who um, does his business close close to his chest, keeps his cards close to his chest, does everything behind closed doors. And and I think the frustrating thing for, for you know, the journalists, not the fans, is that as soon as he's come in, it's a closed shop. We don't hear as we don't hear these little dressing room rumors coming out. Clearly, journalists have still got sources; they're still getting stuff, you know, fed to them. But it doesn't seem to be coming from the club, and things seem to be going ahead, you know, the way it should go ahead at a football club. So, Egatike, um, for me, I still think we've got a chance of signing him. I think Sven Botman coming through the door sends out the right message to to Ekatike. Um yeah. Again. People saying that his agent is the one who potentially is upping the price or he's, he's, he's upping the wage demands or, you know, he's looking at the options. But again, there's no direct quotes. We don't know that's for certain. And you can type in Newcastle United into Google, type news, and you'll get a whole ream of stories. Uh, you know, I did it before we came on the show. And, and just looked at what the top 10 stories were. And Ekatiki was in there. One journalist saying the deal's off. The next journalist saying the deal's still on. Next one, cold in the water, and and, and that's it. You can, and, and they've got you know twenty plus options on the bottom. Click on number two, and you'll get a whole ream of other stories. Some of them are just rehashed stories from other websites. And I mean, me and you before we started doing this show, Joe, we we you know me and you like were backwards and forwards with each other. Roger as well, one of the mods. I asked him, I said, just try and keep an eye on how many players we get linked with before the mm. transfer window opens. And you were sending us them. Roger was sending us them, and I was looking myself as well. And I think before the transfer window opened, we were actually linked with something like 379 players. 379 before the window had opened. So that must have clearly surpassed 600 now. You know, with, with it, and you know, there's there's more we're going to talk about tonight. There's there's another two added to the list tonight. But but yeah, that's just the way it is, isn't it? Egatiga, getting back to uh, so, uh, so Mr. Sutcliffe's question there. What do you, what do you think? Do you do you agree with me, or do you think? Look, yeah, I think it is dead in the water. I'd love us to sign 379 players because our squad would be bigger than Middlesbrough's home attendance. Um, <laughs> we, um, yeah, Steve, I, you know, we've said it every week, haven't we? Again, a little bit like Sven Botman, clearly Europe thinks the world of this lad. You know, he's, um, you know, he, he's highly sought after. Is the agent using Newcastle as a stepping stone? Is Dan Ashworth actually coming in now and saying, whoa, hang on a minute, you know, we're not going to be getting our pants pulled down and I'm not paying over the odds for him? Um, or, like you said, is it just all happening in the background, ticking away? You know, the guy's just been at a, a, an under-20 or whatever it was, um, under-21 tournament. Um, he's entitled to a little bit of holiday time. I was actually re uh, leading up with the show over the weekend. You know, you're reading reports about that the deal's done, that the personal terms are signed. It'll, it'll just be a case of, you know, wait and see. I did get a little bit carried away and thought it'd be nice to see him and Botman together. But I think Botman's a massive signing, um, you know, uh, in his own right. So let him have the limelight tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean... One paper says it's off. One paper says it's still on. We'll never know. And I think, like we've always said, until we see someone stood in that centre circle behind you with a scarf or, or with a shirt or with a name and number on the back, we'll believe it then, Steve. I think I think what's really interesting, though, is um, if he was... A, I mean, clearly, he's a realistic transfer target and clearly someone that we've absolutely been looking at and and, and, and kind of caught in to come to the club. Um, where next, I think, is a really interesting question that if this deal is off, um, who do we look at then? The interesting bit of all of that was, though, are we saying that Hugo would have been the... Is he the striker signing? Or actually, like we started the show, you're talking about... Botman coming into a you know to a, to a kind of pool of players. Are we still going to look for that explosive 25, 30 goal a season, wherever they exist now? Um, 
centre forward. So I think even if you signed Hugo, Steve, you know, and and then Lewandowski becomes available, I think you sign him as well, don't you? Um, I can't see Ekatike being the um, the 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 absolute be all and end all number nine goal grabbing, you know, forty game a season, thirty goal a season striker. Want to watch, want to get us excited. Yeah, absolutely. Better than Dwight Gale, completely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait and see. I, you know, I, I don't know enough about the lad. I didn't get massively excited other than, wow, there's a player that teams like PSG are looking at and he's absolutely ripped his league to shreds um, and he's young uh, and he's going to cost more than five million like Hossaloo. So, yes, naturally we get excited. Um Will I lose sleep if the deal's off and, and we move on to somebody else? Probably not. Yeah, uh, just a quick question there from Paul on the screen, Nate. Can you answer it? I can't even see it. You can't, you can't see it. Hi, Joe, never bet for a while. Do you still pay tax on a bet for maximum win? No, Paul. There you go. Put your bet, response- back. bet responsibly, Paul. That's what, Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's, what we all, that's what we all say. Um, I, I, look, we've got plenty to get through tonight. Um, lots of questions coming in, lots of people asking. And, and I agree with you. Uh, Steve Middlemas says, hopefully a 15 to 20 goal scoring forward. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right, Joe. Ekatike comes in. He's a young lad. Um, you'd like to think we brought a, a, somebody with a bit more experience and somebody who can bring goals to the Premier League. Ekatike, with his age, yes, he's been prompted as the next you know, Thierry Henry or Mbappe, but ultimately, you know, he's... <laughs> He's a young lad. Um, if he's, you know, if he's good enough, then he's, you know, he's old enough. But at the same time, he might have to adapt to the game, and it's going to be an interesting. It's going to, it's going to be an interesting, you know, arrival in the Premier League for the lad. You know, is he going to be like Malcolm McDonald and score a hat trick on his, you know, on his home debut, or is he going to be somebody who, you know, struggles like John Dahl Thomason or you know Hossalu, as you said, you know what I mean? Somebody who, you know, doesn't quite fit in. It's it's going to be in, interesting. Dan says uh, we need a fifteen goal centre forward first. We do somebody somebody who can hit the ground running, like you know Loic Remy, um, would, would be a would be a great example of somebody who can just come in and go boom, you know. Uh, Andy Forsyth, Newcastle have reportedly stepped up the chase to sign Yannick Carrasco with the Musa Diaby deal still in the cards. Do you guys think ESM is out of the door if this happens? Ben Jacobs, mate, um, last night was um, telling everybody that uh, Chelsea are interested in ESM. And, you know, there is that potential. Timo Werner, the other way, somebody suggested? Hmm? I, uh, I, I pulled the face on two fronts there. Um, listen, is Alan Sam Maximin a Chelsea player is my first question. Could you see him in that blue? Um, I, I don't know, Steve. I, I'd be surprised. I don't know what would warrant this guy, uh, you know, commanding a fifty million pound uh, transfer move to a an English uh, Champions League side. I, I just, I don't get it. And I know, I, you know, I know, I divide opinion, and I have a very strong opinion about Sam Maximin. Um, I, I can't see. I, I cannot see him playing in that blue of Chelsea. It just, it, I, I don't know. I don't think it. You know, Tuchel's like a. It's like a well-oiled machine. You've got to put a shift in, and you've got to be at it, and you, you know, you've got to be disciplined and well-drilled. Probably everything that that footballer isn't. Um, and if it meant Werner come this way, I'd leave it as it is. I think. Um, I, I, I think. I think this is the last chance for Sam Maximin. I think this is the last season. Now, what's this? Season three or four? Um, and yes, if we've got explosive strikers, he doesn't have to worry about the defence now because Matty Target's behind him and Joe Linton will, will nip in and, and, and kind of cover. Um, and he looks up and he's got Diaby and Mbappe and, and Lewandowski in front of him. You might just see that this is the season that he proves he's worth, Steve. And, you know, as much as I don't particularly rate the guy... I hope he has an absolute blinder and I hope he comes and laughs in my face because that would be tremendous. You know, I, I, I really do want him to succeed. Um, but yeah, would I swap him for Timo Werner? Nah, absolutely not. No, not at all. No, I mean, look, the ASM story won't go away. It's one that will be constantly mentioned time and time again on this show uh, until the transfer window closes. Uh, there could always be a late challenge for him. And it just depends on whether the you know, you know know teams get their first choice players. I mean, you know, there, there'll be some surprises. I never thought I'd see yeah. Gabriel Jesus go to Arsenal. Um, mm-hmm. And that deal is just about done today. So, you know, for him to go there, um, you know, you know, anything can happen in football. ASM, 
certainly pulled his finger out those last couple of games. Certainly looked as if he'd been howled as a pair, to, uh, you know, as opposed to bruised, and um, certainly looked as if he got into that way of thing, you know, the way of and the style of Eddie Howe's teams, and um, less gesticulating on the ground and arms in the air, and um, mm. you know, ultimately pulling his weight, doing his yeah. defending, and um, getting on with things. And for me. I genuinely love to love him to stay and and to to give a hundred percent because he's a, he's a talismanic player and somebody who can who's creative and he gets fans out of the, out of their seats. Um, I understand that, but he's got to do that game after game after game. He's got to find that consistency, Joe. And there's an interesting there's a there's an additional point for me that all of a sudden, let's be honest, he was the kiddie. He was the absolute kiddie in that team. Next thing you know, you moved Joe Linton, you know, back. 30 yards down the pitch and all of a sudden you've got the best midfielder on the planet. Um, I'm not being dramatic, he is. Um, you know, you've got, you, you, you've all of a sudden got the uh, a little guy called Gumerez come in that we all just absolutely fell in love with instantly. You're now signing Sven Botman um, and whoever else. So it makes me wonder about the wages and the wage structure. So all of a sudden, Steve, you've gone from being the kiddie and the top dog in that dressing room to suddenly looking round you, 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 you're not the first chant from the Gallagher end. You're not the one earning the biggest wages and you're not the one that Sky Sports cameras are following round all of a sudden. Um, so again, what's he going to do? Are the toys going to come out the pram or is he going to absolutely smash the Premier League the bits? I really, really hope it's the second one. I just constantly question the temperament, um, you know, so it'll be the first one. Yeah. I'd sell it. Keith Downey now reporting £35 million defender Sven Botman's completed his Newcastle United medical and is now about to put pen to paper on his Newcastle contract. Eddie Howe on the brink of landing one of his primary targets since he took over at St James's Park. So they're breaking Fantastic. news from Keith Downey, which is great. Uh, photos, of course, uh, to follow, which is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, good good stuff, good news. Uh, do you think that the upcoming Joshua Uzik fight in Saudi and the mega money around uh, LIV golf has turned footballers' heads to the tune and PIF? And, great question, possibly one for the Amigos, that, but me and Joe will give mm -hmm. a, a short answer to that because, obviously, this is about transfers. Again, yeah, I, I think there's a warming to the, the whole... The whole Saudi thing. I think there'll always be critics. Uh, the yeah. far left, um, those those influenced heavily by the far left and with far left politics, will always be against it. They won't like it. They won't be. They won't want Newcastle United, um, and they'll, they'll hate Newcastle United for it. Even some of our own supporters who are that way inclined don't like the fact that they are owned. And look, that's their choice. Um, you know, I am not politically motivated. I'm a Newcastle United supporter, and my my only. You know, hope is to see my team do well, progress up the league, and eventually win something. That's what I want. Um, I don't think about the politics of it. Um, you know, and as I pointed out many, many times, and you know, I, I you know, I got sick and sick of saying it. You know, we are, um, you know, not completely innocent ourselves as a country, and uh, you know, that's where the Commonwealth came from. And you're seeing the reaction of, you know, the Queen and various members of the royal family visiting places, and we're still control those places, you know, they're in the combat and people don't like it. Um, so we were doing the same hundreds of years ago. So, you know, it is time to move on. But yeah, I think I think there will be a woman. Uh, I think, and I've said this before on the show, Kieran Trippier will be doing a hell of a lot of, uh, uh, I, I, bet his, I bet his mobile phone is non-stop. Uh, probably like Eddie Howe's. Speaking to people saying, yeah, get yourself to St. James's Park. It's great here, man. The crack's brilliant in the dressing room, etc. I think that's the way it is, Joe, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I'm... Uh... You're asking a daft lad from Middlesbrough to talk politics, right? Here we go. Um, no, I won't. I'll get us took off air. Um, interestingly, Steve, interestingly, when I saw that there, I was thinking Joshua and Yusick. That would be a decent centre-half partnership. <laughs> um, I don't... Yeah, Steve, you've just hit the nail on the head and we've said it time and time again. Sports washing or a country trying to 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 to, to kind of bring itself online with 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 the rest of the world and and kind of raise its profile and 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 dare I say modernize itself. Um, so what you know, I, I'm not going to sit here like you've just said and denounce every country in the world for their dodgy pasts because, as you've just said, you know, none more so than bloody Britain, I'm afraid. Um, does it stop us living our everyday lives? Does it stop me watching kind of the FA Cup final and getting nostalgic when the, when, you know, when the National Anthem's played? Absolutely not, Steve. I'm a football fan um, and a boxing fan. And if if Yusik wants to take his head off his shoulders again in Saudi Arabia, fantastic. I'll be watching it. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, 
good luck to the Saudis, Steve. Good, good luck to them. And, and and if any of this, from a Newcastle United perspective, if any of this raises the profile of our football club, um, you know, if it's starting to get people, I've noticed that nice snazzy uh, white and green shirt that we're about to bring out. Um, and that buys us, you know, uh, goes towards Botman's wages or whatever, Steve, then so be it. But listen, this this is and always was about football. It's about PIF and not. it's not about Saudi Arabia. Um, so, yeah, you sit in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Gav, Gav McElroy surprised that Bill going to the MLS. I'm not, mate. He just loves golf. That's uh, Bill would have been a great... Novelty signing. Um, he, could, he would have been able to perform in the Premier League. He probably would have got with 10 goals. If uh, Trippier wasn't on free kicks, he would have been good to watch on free kicks. Would have sold a hell of a lot of shirts. Would have been the talk, the talk of you know the Premier League. But yeah. for me, um, Bale loves his golf, loves the easy life. He's done everything he needs to in football. Mm. He's got the World Cup with Wales to look forward to when he can retire a happy man. So good luck to him. Um, you know, Let's see who, uh, who is going to come. Uh, instead of him to Newcastle. Okay, big shout out to the sponsor, Spider Miner. Worldwide coverage from the lads, the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time, while it's using virtually no energy and it's VPN protected. Buy yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. Thanks to Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contact free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to LG Family Funeral Directors 0191389745. And a garden hearing, hearing dispensary CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.thegohd.com. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables and walls in Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. And thanks to Clear Can I Meet the New Game Over screen, dropping to a clear run device near you. Available on Apple Store, Google Play, and ClearRun.game. Thanks to Neil at Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner. You can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video. It's very important. Click share to share your social media. And drop into the comments to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to post a question to me and Joe. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and the rest usually goes up 24 hours after the show. If you want to join and help the show, you can click join underneath the video and just make a small donation to become a member. Or you can pay slightly more, uh, a one-off fee, uh, to nufcmatters.com, uh, join membership, and you can get a cup, a scarf, a pen, and a membership card, and entry into the monthly draw. You can also do that via a QR code using your smartphone. Just put your camera over the QR code, and it'll take you straight to the website. And we also give away car stickers to those of you who subscribe. Uh, they are free. Just email john at nufcmatters.com to get one. And nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you can make a donation to the food bank um, at any time. It's very important you do that during the close season because ultimately, if, uh, you know, no collections outside the ground, etc. They still need our help. Don't forget the Alan Shearer Ball. Uh, there are... Uh, some tickets left for this, 99 tickets, enter now at nufcmatters.com. Signed Alan Shearer balls, 260 dinner balls from the 7th of April. Uh, and uh, you just need to spend 299 to go in the raffle. And we will be drawing that in about three weeks' time. Get yourself on to the website uh, to look at that. Okay, um, let's look at Victor Osherman. And uh, this is another player that we've been linked with. And um, ultimately... Uh, you know, this one again started as a bit of a rumor, um, but has built up a little bit of momentum. Um, I think I, I just think that's out of our league at this moment in time. I don't think he's going to come to Newcastle. Um, you know, it, you know, because of the fact we don't offer European football. I think Newcastle are potentially being used as a bit of a pawn in a game there. And I've got to be honest, I agree with what Ben Jacobs said yesterday. Yeah. Um Cracking player, Steve. Um, you know, absolutely wonderful striker. And I guess, uh, you know, I guess if this is the calibre of people that we're looking at and linked with, then then yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, though, that if I was to say to you, right, you know, I'm going to do my own podcast now and, it, you know, we might get a million, a million subscribers, but you'll have to wait 12 months. Would you come? And I guess... I, I guess that's the bit, isn't it? You know, um, somebody somewhere at that football club's got extreme persuasive powers. If you think about how on earth did we manage to convince the lads that we brought in in January, particularly Gumares, you know, come, we promise you you're not getting relegated. You absolutely will not go down. Um, 
somebody somewhere sold that, Steve. So somebody sold something to Sven Botman. Don't forget, he potentially, irregardless of what the what the monies are, could have said, I want to go to AC Milan, you know, and, and if Lille were willing to accept five, ten million less, that's where he'd have gone. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably getting carried away now, but but yeah, would you be willing to wait? 12 months, you know, it, it's it's a long shot. The thought of us, you know, hitting the Champions League spaces this season is going to be absolutely, you know, dreamland stuff. But I'm sure Blackburn Rovers thought that. I'm sure Leicester City definitely thought that. Um, there are teams that with a, a decent run, Steve, and we've proved under Eddie Howe that we can go on a decent run. Um, I won't say Champions League, but is, is the Europa Cup or the Europa Conference or whatever the hell it's called now, uh, the Fairs Cup, as, as, as my dad calls it, um, you know, is that a realistic target for Newcastle? And if that's the case, um, would you be willing to come and say, hey, your job, my friend, is is, is to fire us into seventh, six, sixth or seventh place? I'll give you another six million if you do it. Um, and then next season, we'll think about the Champions League. So it's an interesting one, Steve. But I, th- I think the other thing for this season as well is don't forget it's a World Cup year. So I think that anybody is going to be- want to be playing in the top competitions for the top sides with the top players um, to almost guarantee or, or, or cement their places for their World Cup. Uh, spots uh, if they're going. So, yeah, he would definitely be one that would be really, really nice. Um, and that would be a wow, an absolute wow sign. And I don't think he's going to come to us, Steve, to be honest. Yeah, Davey uh, says, I'm left wing and I love what's happening at the team. Davey, I- I've got to be honest, I've got plenty of mates who are left wing. Uh, you know, from my perspective, I just genuinely feel it's the, it's the far left who really, you know, hammered the takeover. Uh, and not all of them, not all of them either. But there's been a lot of far left, and I've had a lot of criticism, hatred, um, you know, cyber bullying, whatever you want to call it, from those kind of people over that, especially over the period of the takeover going, you know, up on and off, on and off, on and off. And then when it went through, you know, they really had a had a go. But Davy, uh, listen, football and politics for me, you know, yeah, it, it's had to go hand in hand with this takeover because it was it was involved at that high level, but. You know, it, it's one of them things, mate. You know, we all should be living together in harmony. We can all disagree on stuff, but, you know, we're Newcastle United fans, Davey. That's the most important thing, 100%. Okay, I did save a few questions from earlier on and some and a few points. I just want to go back to that. Football style, good evening. So, Steve, I've got a question. How much can we spend after the Botman deal? I, I don't know, is the honest answer, because Mike Ashley, of course, um, didn't spend a great deal of money football style. So, I would, you know, we'd have to check. But look, I think the easiest way for me to answer that is is that Newcastle United will probably spend in the region of 100 million in the next two windows, this window and the, the January window. That's, you know, my understanding when Newcastle's new owners came in was that the first three transfer windows they would spend in the region of 100 million pounds. Now, they could also get new money in from deals that they do, commercial deals, etc. You know, it will be a lot different. It will be a lot different than it was under Ashton, put it that way. But your answer to your question, I don't actually know. Um, you know, and I don't think anybody in the chat will be able to give you an exact figure. Gav, uh, where's Holly these days? Is she having time out? Yes, she is. She will be back, uh, but she is having some time out. A few other people having time out as well. Liam Kennedy is going to be coming back in the pre-season um, as well. He's had a bit of time out. Uh, as I said, nobody gets um, you know nobody gets uh, an opportunity when they're doing these shows to have a bit of time off, and sometimes that's what we have to do. We mix it around. Pete and Chris, of course, having a bit of time off from from their Monday night show, and uh, Joe and I will be coming and doing some uh, new stuff as well in the season. He's got his hand up. I, I, I wonder what he's going to say. Yeah. Is, is there an option having some time out? No, Joe, not for you. Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, GKR says, when can we buy the white shirt with the green trim officially? Um, we don't know, mate. It usually comes out. It's a third. If it's a third strip, it's the last one to come out. So I would imagine it, you know, it will be before the start of the new season. Tom, uh, I, this is an interesting one. He says, I think we mm. will keep Lascelles. Yeah, let's talk Lascelles, um, you know, because ultimately... You know, with bringing Botman in, um, you know, we would imagine Clark is on his way, Fernandez will be on his way. Do we keep Lascelles? Do we get rid of Lascelles? I guess ultimately, then, how many centre half 
do you want at your club? Uh, we talked about if Emil Kraft's going to stay around, he has the ability to come inside. We all know Paul Dummett. Arguably, some people would say that Dummett was a better centre-half than he was a, a, than he was at left-back. Um, so there are options around, um, Steve. I guess for me, thinking it from a, from a purely business perspective, I guess it would depend who wants to offer what for him, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, we can assume that uh, that Fede Fernandez is is, is, is going to go. Um, we've, we've said many times, you know, Clark's all but gone uh, out the door. Um, is there anybody lurking around in the academy, uh, potentially? Um, would they be good enough to step up into the, into the Premier League? Time would tell. Um, but I think for me, if someone was willing to kind of offer an offer, I'm just going to say it, whatever the offer for Jamal LaSalle's in my eyes will be over the odds. Um, but if someone was to offer, I don't know, Steve, what? 10 million for him, I don't know, um, 12 million, would you take it? I think they'd have to seriously look at it um, because I think with the calibre, we all saw the impact of what happened when that guy was taken out of the side. All of a sudden, the goalkeeper looked more confident, the full-backs calmed down a little bit and we looked much, much stronger um, with Dan Byrne and with Fabian Shah at the back. Uh, the anxiety seemed to lift from the back four. Um Listen, big, strong lad, tremendous in the air. Um, couldn't kick a fat ass. You know, he's, he's terrible with the ball at his feet. But I, I don't know. I, would it make any difference if he was there or not um, with the direction that we're going in? Probably not, Steve. So, yeah, if someone wants to give me double figures, I'd sell him. Yeah, I, I mean, I genuinely would sell uh, Lascelles. Um, I, I do believe as well that, you know, Trippier will be captain. But um, yeah, Dan, yeah. Uh, lots of positivity and love coming in for you. I am enjoying hearing Joe's take on things, uh, says Don. Colin says you've come on leaps and bounds, Joe, uh, since you did the pre-recorded shows. That's, uh, I've, I've been going to the Steve Wraith School of Media and Arts. I want to party in one of your films. You must I want to play the I want to play the good look of money, money your films. <laughs> you can play Mitch. Um, <laughs> uh, Tom says, Joe, we've been linked with Wijnaldum. Would you have him back? No. No, that's it. Simple answer. And he also says, Newcastle have reported at the end of the race to sign six foot five inch Strasbourg defender, Jairzinho Niazmi. You're testing my ability to say names, uh, Tom. I like it. Uh, Sutty again says, uh, if you go by what Jacob said yesterday, Chelsea may turn to ASM. Um, and, yeah, this is what you were saying earlier on. Don't get the main targets. He would do a deal with Werner coming the other way, proving it international and Premier League level. Barry says, do you think that if we sign another centre-back, Byrne would be back up? Definitely not. Definitely not. Byrne's a starter for me, Joe. Yeah. I, although going back to your mate's comments around the two left footers, Steve, but yeah, surely it's going to be um, Trippier, Botman, Byrne and Target. Surely that's your back four. Yeah, no, I, I would imagine. I imagine it would. Uh, no news on that yet, John. It's not time sensitive. That's the one thing about Liam's book. Um, he has had a lot going on, you know, in the uh, in the background. That's why he's had a bit of time out. Uh, but the book will come out. Um, I've told him he should bring it out when Newcastle wins something. And, um, you know, if I'd said that last year, you would have been saying, well, it'll never come out. But, uh, hey, I think I think it would it would, it would would look lovely with a picture of whoever's captain holding the trophy up. That would be the perfect book cover for it. Uh, Paul uh, says, spot on Joe. ASM would have to put a shift in for Tuchel. It's not going to happen. Uh, Ian says, uh, the owners have basically said that there isn't a budget. If it's a good idea... They will go for it. Very, very true. Uh, yes, 610 watching tonight. Thank you so much. We'll never take your support for granted. Thank you, everybody who is uh, uh, tuning in. Rachel says that uh, Joe is still looking like Mark Benton and sounding like him as well. Mark Benton, the actor, of course. She needs some new lines, that lass. Aye, she does. Uh, is Elliot Anderson going to be added this year? Um, look, Elliot Anderson, I got asked this the other day. I genuinely would like to see Elliot Anderson have a chance in the in the first team squad, in and around it. Um, I think he'll end up out on loan though, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I do, Steve. Um, but I tell you what, in terms of there was a clamour for him to get into the Newcastle uh, side, if you if you remember when things weren't going so well, he ended up going out on loan, and and the job that he did for Bristol was nothing. You know, he, he got hero status. The guy was fabulous. Um, 
it's it's one thing we haven't done, have we? If we think when was the last time we saw a really kind of young raw talent just let leashed? Yes, Matty Longstaff, I suppose. Um, but this lad's a different type of player. This lad's got flair, creativity. Uh, really interesting link looking at the likes of Christine Eriksson. Um, I was reading a, 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 an article about our need to, to provide more assists into the box and how we're very limited with the chances that we, we create. And someone like Eriksson would clearly be, um, you know, an absolute upgrade on anything we've got. But actually, if 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 you believe the hype and, and and you believe what people are saying about Elliot Anderson, why wouldn't you stick him in behind the strikers and let him have a go? Why not? Um, you know, clearly, clearly he's good enough, Steve. But yeah, whether it's another season, um, you know, possibly in the championship this year. Let's see what he does in the championship, and then he can join us in the Champions League next season. Craig, I've just watched Sven Botman get out the taxi. <laughs> God, the size of him! My God. He'll not even have to jump. You know, honestly, what a, what a monster he is. You think Dan Burns big? Wait to see this lad. Damn it, yeah, we dwarfs the security guy getting out. That's an absolute belt of that. Um, Billy says, uh, Steve, do you think Shea Gibbon will ever be offered his testimonial? Billy, that's a great question. There's a few people who who didn't get one. Um, test testimonials, of course, have, have have gone by the by under Mike Ashley because he hated paying homage to, to the past, didn't he, Joe? But, um, yeah, somebody like Shea Given, he was there 10 years. I, I know Shola Ramiobi wasn't the greatest player at Newcastle, but, again, he was a loyal servant. And another one I'll chuck in the mix, Steve Howie, 13 years mm -hmm. at Newcastle, never got a testimonial. Um, and you can't blame that on Mike Ashley. So I think it's because things changed. Um, we had Niall Quinn down the road at Sunderland giving his money to um, charity, followed yeah. quite quickly by Big Al. Um, then Steve Harper, I helped arrange Steve Harper's uh, charity game, uh, which we donated all the money to charity as well. So there's been nothing really since then. But yeah, I mean, it would be nice, wouldn't it, to be able to say that these guys would like to pay our respects here. Again, it's not a priority, but it would be nice to offer that opportunity, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and and Steve, you're not just talking there about footballers who were just kind of hanging around the place. You know, you, you're talking about the Mackham Slayer. Yeah, I mean, he was never world-class, was he? But I tell no. you what, um, you know, uh, he certainly did the business when he was called upon. Um, so Bobby Robson thought the world of him. I know that if, if only he could remember the poor lad's name. Um, you talked about Shea Given, arguably our greatest ever goalkeeper. Um and you talked about Steve Howie, who was there and done a tremendous job throughout those throughout those entertainer and, and those Keegan years, um, Steve. So, you know, these aren't just people who kind of floated around and and and, and didn't do anything. Um, so, do they deserve to be acknowledged by our football club? Absolutely. And here we go back talking about Mr. Ashley, but. These were the things that Mike Ashley was getting wrong. It wasn't just about the managers that he chose and the lack of investment. It was actually looking after the people who the likes of you and I would regard as, as, as some of our heroes. And that's where he went wrong. So, again, quick wins. I'm sure Amanda and the board have sat down and said, right, where's our quick wins here? Let's change nine back to Shearer's. Let's move the statue inside the ground. Let's give Shea given a testimonial. It's easy, Steve. It's easy, easy done. Um, and I'm sure we'd all turn out and, and clap the three of them. Yeah, Jason Scott says, again, for Teotie's family, as the club never even sent flowers to the funeral. They did do a lot for Pavel Cernicek, though, Jason. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you, you're quite right. Some some kind of some kind of thing for that. But you know, it's where it's where you draw the line as well. You know, you know, there's little things that I'm sure that they will do. Lee Clarks has done all. Um, and David wants to know how does a smoggy have such passion for Newcastle? Was it family links? How did you become a Newcastle fan, Joe? Through your dad? I'm, I'm just a glory supporter, Steve. I, I, I supported Middlesbrough until Amanda Stavely came. Um, you can you can blame me, Dad. Um, you can blame me, Dad. So um, long line, long line of Geordies. Um, my dad is a he, he he lives and breathes Newcastle United. Um, and I had very little choice for those who follow me on Twitter or or when when John Allen from Q Tech's messing about. You'll see there's a little boy with a little black and white Newcastle strip on. Um, in the I think 1980, I think it was. That was me. Um, never had any choice. Um, I've seen some absolute cack. Um, but I was also uh, a teenager, growing up as a teenager in Middlesbrough, getting loads and loads of stick about my football team. Just happened to coincide with the early to mid-90s. 
so they could take the mick all they wanted. We had the best team in the world. Um, and some have some that's just in your blood, Steve. You know, no matter where you're from, um, going to St James's Park with my dad for the first time, listening to the radio on a Saturday, and there's only one club on in, on earth, isn't there? So um, you don't have to come from Newcastle, I don't think. Great crack, mate. Great crack, and uh, yeah, I, answers the question. Um, like, let's last ten minutes look at some of these other players. Um, this is a this is a new one. Um, Thomas Sukek from um, West Ham Ooh. being linked. Obviously, the midfield situation um, is something which uh, you know we, I've got to say it's quite strong. We're looking for wingers, but he's not central midfield players. But um, yeah, you know, there's talk there's talk of them being available. Newcastle are in the mix, and. This man, a lot of people in the chat asking any more on this. Christian Eriksen, again, I said this on the show with Ben Jacobs last night. For me, he, he really should repair the loyalty to Brentford. Uh, you know, he should stay at Brentford, Christian Eriksen. They, they were the ones who given the opportunity, um, you know, to, to re restart his football career. They took a gamble, it has to be said. Um, and, and I think he should stay there. I don't think he should be chasing the pound at Manchester United or chasing ambition at Newcastle. Um, as much as I'd love to see him in a black and white shirt, I think he owes Brentford something. And I think it would be, you know, it would be bad manners. Um, and I know that doesn't yeah. count for much in football, but he should really be thinking about that himself. And I think there's going to be an announcement from Ericsson in due course. Uh, but yeah, what about what about the lad from West Ham? Uh, yeah, good player, Steve. Um, interesting, as you've said, you know, it's all been about the, the 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 kind of back four, and now all of a sudden, you know, the right winger and the centre forward, and then here we are throwing up a central midfield player from hopefully, and I'm going to say this with a little bit of tongue in cheek, but I'm hoping that West Ham will be our rivals in the Premier League this year. If you're looking at that level, that kind of ten to four level or, or seven to four level, we should be aiming for West Ham. Um, would they be selling players unless they've got somebody lined up that, that's going to enhance their setup? Um, so, yeah, I think he's a good player. Um, would it surprise you? You know, the names kind of come from nowhere, still linked with the likes of Paqueta. The Ericsson rumour doesn't go away. Um, we still haven't heard of any outgoings from the midfield yet. Um, is it, a, is it a, a, a position that we absolutely need to strengthen if you've got Gumares and Joe Linton and Joe Willock and John Joe Shelby, you know, if they're staying around, Sean Longstaff, new contract... I don't know, Steve, I'd probably spend my money somewhere else. I like him, though, and I like what West Ham have done. And listen, absolute fair play to David Moyes. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job at West Ham. Um, so would they be telling to us? I'm not sure. No, and Ericsson, I mean, a lot of people agree with me. You know, he should just he should yeah. stay at Brentford for me. I'd absolutely love him, Steve. He, he, he was fantastic when he played for Tottenham. He was brilliant at, at Inter Milan. Obviously, had his health scare. And as you say, you know, Brentford... And I don't get the sense, unless I'm completely mistaken, he doesn't appear to be one of these footballing mercenaries. If 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 Manchester United say yeah, there's 150 grand a week, come and play for us and sod them. Um, I get the sense that he's quite a loyal guy, um, although I'd forgive his disloyalness if he signs for Newcastle. Yeah, um, I'm going to chuck this one in again. I still think... There's a deal to be done for this guy, and I still think I still think it'll be down to wages. I, I, there's not been one bite. There's been no yeah. interest in him whatsoever um, from any of the clubs on this hundred and twenty thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand. And again, you know, it could just be paper talk. Um, but if that is what he's looking for, I don't think he's yeah. going to get it. And I think if that's what he's going to try and stick out for, or his agent's going to stick out for, I think he'll be a late mover in the transfer window again when all these deals get done. But I think that's still something that Newcastle will be keeping an eye on. And I keep pointing to the fact that he's very, very good friends with Kieran Trippier, best mates. Um, and I right. still think that's a deal that can be done. And I think that could be the one that could come in alongside Akatike. Akatike and him could come in. I, um, I, I, if he doesn't sign for West Ham, I'm, I'm going to have to run naked down Northumberland Street. I've been saying it forever. Um, I noticed he was, I noticed he was linked again. Um, West Ham preliminary talks. Um, I think I read that either today or yesterday. Um, would I like to see him at Newcastle? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he, he is a he is a good player, um, Steve. Um, but I agree with you. There's an interesting bit, and here we are again. We're not we're not so much talking about footballers. We're talking about bloody agents. So if there's an agent sitting there now with a player saying, "Hey, people are going to start pre-season training soon. The market is starting to move. 
And with the greatest of respect, if we leave it too late, at what point do you start to think about, um, hey, I, I might end up at Southampton here if I'm not careful, with the greatest yeah. of respect. I might as well, I might end up at Wolves if they're willing to pay the 90 grand because all the other clubs you were trying to get me to, you were quoting 160. Um, so they need to be careful, Steve. I mean, I'm sure these people aren't daft and there is still plenty of, plenty of time left, but... I guess you're talking about market value and you're talking about worth and and is that lad worth the ultimate question is to Newcastle United is that lad worth 160,000 pound a week um I don't think so but we'll see yeah you know people mentioning Willock in the chat I actually keep forgetting about Willock I really do um it's 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 just one of those Speaking. one of those one of those players who just clearly goes out of my mind. But when I think about Willock and what he was like when he first came to the club and Absolutely thinking about the players around him, do you know what I mean? He, he could actually benefit from, from a lot of these players coming in. Absolutely, Stephen. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Eddie Howe, don't we, and the Midas touch and the way that he's transformed Joe Linton and, 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 and various players. The one player that I would really, really like to see him... Um, you know, work his magic on is Joe Willock. You know, he was what 25, 28 million was he or something we paid for him. You know, he he wasn't cheap. Um, and he absolutely tore that Premier League up under Steve Bruce. You know, whatever Bruce had sent to him, whatever position he had him in, whatever the formation was, he worked an absolute treat. Um, so that's one lad for me that I'm absolutely willing to kind of um to, to kind of bring on. If we bring Paquetta in, if we bring someone like that in, you know, I think Willock's stock kind of drops and drops and drops. And you might, he might end up a bit of an Isaac Hayden character in terms of bit parts. And then he'll move on in two seasons time and go out with a, with a whimper. But, you know, I, I think if Eddie Howe can get hold of him and, and find him somewhere to play in whatever this new formation is going to be, um, you know, I, I, I think he will, Steve. And, and, and listen, let's be honest, nobody was expecting Joe Linton to kind of do what he did and perform like he performed. Um, so arguably there was a new midfield signing, you know, £20 million midfield signing just by dropping Joe Linton back a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting this season. A um, lot of eyes on Sam Maximin, but a lot of eyes on Joe Willock as well. I just want to say thanks to the pundies as well. I'm not sure if I watch them, but um, they got us this lovely T-shirt and I had... Birthday present, um, but it was my birthday in February, of course, and uh, the, you know, n never had the chance to bring it to the party or whatever. They forgot me present, I think it was. It's a and I saw them at the Andy Griffin uh, talking, and thank you so much for, for the nice presents. But this T-shirt is absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much, uh, big Oasis fan, uh, as they know. Uh, last couple of players, I, I mean, this looks again like as if he's, if he's going to move south. Calvert-Lewin doesn't look as if he's going to come to Newcastle. And again, Malcolm McDonald's favourite player, um, you know, he's gone on banged on about this since probably the January transfer window closed. Uh, Lewandowski, um, I mean, the money for him, I think it's 55, 60 million now that they're talking. And he's going to want Champions League football. But, you know, I can't say Lewandowski or Calvert Lewin coming to Newcastle at all. No, no, I can't, Steve. Um, I think I think Calvert Lewin's probably much more likely than 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 Lewandowski, to be fair. Um I'd love, you'd just love it, wouldn't you? There's not many of him left. You know, you think of Celez and you think of obviously, you know, Alan and 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 and, and those type of players that we've had, you know, all those type of centre forwards. That lad's on a different planet, um, you know. But I think you're right. He'll end up in the Champions League somewhere. And interestingly, as we as as we had the time out, Steve, I think one of the players that again has continued to be linked this week. Um, uh, when you're talking about the, the the ilk of Lewandowski, is Neymar. That 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 name does not go away. Um, particularly if PSG sign Hugo, then what does that do to Neymar? And, you know, uh, be really interesting that. But, yeah, Calvert-Lewin, I think I've always sat on the fence, as you know. Um, Lewandowski, absolutely. But I don't think he'll come um, Neymar, Cloud Cuckoo land. But why not? Uh, last last player tonight, Nicola Zaniola. It's somebody I mentioned three weeks ago, the Roma defender. Um, again, Newcastle heavily linked with him this week. And, um, you know, I... I still think there's room for improvement. Maybe, um, you know, we could bring somebody else in at full back. Um, but yeah, it's one to watch, I guess. And maybe we'll know more yeah. about that uh, next yeah. week. Uh, Case Ball says, great show, lads. Unbelievable day for Newcastle. How we are the lads. Uh, lots of positivity. Neymar, no from me, says Donald. Um, according to Kieran Maguire, Newcastle could spend 800 million in three years and not breach financial fair play. Is that right? 
really. I'd have to look into that. It's one for the amigos that I think Lingard's wages would be the stumbling block when you think what the average wages are on our current level. Newcastle won't break the wage structure, but if Trippier does his magic and persuades him to come, there could be a deal done there. I still think that's one to watch, 100%. Sterling's off to Chelsea, says Rachel. You know, again, you know, it's another big deal to be done, we will see. I'm back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, with Ross Gregory from the Evening Chronicle. Um, So, well worth tuning in tomorrow. We'll have uh, some Botman uh, news by then as well. Obviously, he will be signing tonight, so keep an eye on Sky. Thanks to everybody in the chat. It's uh, you who make the show. Uh, we just, uh, we just are simply patrons and have a bit crack. And uh, you take us in the direction. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Joe, thanks to you. Look forward to seeing you Thank again you. next week, mate. Take care. See you, guys. Thank you.